Hi, I'm Conde Nasty, here to remind you that the crowd that applauds your coronation is the same crowd that will applaud your beheading. The gays just love a show. Hi, with Drag Race UK coming to an end, I can finally announce that I'll be taking over for Olivia Coleman on the next season of The Crown. It's Hersela the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul Drag Race. Hey there, Hersla. How you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm full of both somehow coffee and alcohol this hour, so you know I'm really ready to go. Excellent, um, excellent. And then we have a guest here today with us. Welcome, Buffy Cummers. Hi. Welcome, hey. welcome back. <laughs> yeah, very excited to see. I, you. I think our first three, Pete. Uh, <gasps> four. Oh, yeah, fourth, fourth. Fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. At this point, I'm like, you're the fourth chair. <laughs> yeah, like, that's yeah, just yeah. it. Yeah. You're just part of the crew uh, and thrilled to have you. So I just want to put out there uh, first, Mazel Tov for RuPaul and the Vanity Fair cover. I still cannot believe that uh, Anna Wintour did that massive spread in Vogue on RuPaul last year, but did not make it the cover. That was like a very missed opportunity yeah. and a rare misstep for Miss Wintour. Yeah, but for sure. congrats to Ru on the Vanity Fair cover. You looked better than Kim. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then congrats to Rue on her new Beverly Hills mansion. I saw those pictures of that, like, French chateau in Beverly Hills, and I, like, looked it up. RuPaul's net worth has increased ninefold in the past three years. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure every time a season rolls around, there's, like, a little bump in her iTunes. Not, like, to the scale of Samaria's All I Want for Christmas is You, but I bet Supermodel to the World still probably nets her, you know, a nice bathroom renovation every year or two. <laughs> Three years ago, her net worth was $7 million. Now it's $60 million. I'm sure each one is paying more per season by, like, a dramatic amount. I have not seen these mansion photos yet. It's a, like, She went from, like a sensible Beverly Hills home like nice to like oh you that bitch good for her and she good has that ranch her. in Wyoming which yeah. is yes, so that's what I knew. which is very her like I love the idea that like when Rue is not in drag like Rue is like alone in this isolated ranch in the middle of nowhere yeah no she always says she's an introvert playing an extrovert so I get it I, I yeah. believe it I believe it yeah do we want to just get into the episode now that we've given our shout outs yeah. and our shade uh, um so, Ursula, what did you think of this episode at the, at the top? Overall, it was a, it was a good episode. I liked it. Uh, are we are we spoiling the results? Oh, I'm saying Spoiler up alerts? at the top, oh, like that's the beginning of the episode. Oh, I thought you just wanted my general thoughts. Um, Very organized. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't a lot of like we just got right into it, didn't we? Like, yeah, the ladies walk into the workroom. They're kind of nice and shady about Cheryl. Yeah, that makes the cheap lipstick joke. Yep. Nothing too much. For me, it stood out right away because Baga was like, the episode with her mom was so crazy and Baga seemed to be playing it down so much and I was like, it's not working. It's still like, here's ele- like stampede of elephants in the okay. room. I rewatched that episode with some friends and we were, we were telling, we were all together for, for my birthday and, um, we were saying like, oh my God, you have to watch this episode. It's so crazy. You have to watch it. It's so nuts what Baga does. And then we watched it together and they were like, we were expecting way more based on your lead-up. They were just not that shocked by Baga's behavior. They knew they agreed it was bad, but it wasn't like earth-shattering. Have you gotten a sense from the from like the Twitterverse or whatever? Like, did the rest of the like did we just have the strongest reactions because we're all naturally empathic people? Like, did the world go? I know the friends Baga? you're talking about yeah. at your, and I think they are less emotional. <laughs> and we're not well, you're also a terrible scientist. You can't like lead them to <laughs> to think one way. Of course, yeah. they're gonna. It's gonna be relative. Yeah, no, uh, I thought it was nuts. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I guess I don't know. I, I don't really follow Twitter at all. But 
everyone that I've talked to has been like that was deeply uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. I was just having I was just having a moment of like, am I the crazy? Yeah. One? No. <laughs> Buffy, I I would like to get your take on the whole bag of situation and bag of playing it down at the beginning. Like, I because we didn't get your take on the previous episode. So yeah, I, I loved I loved your previous episode. Um, I was screaming right there with both of you. Um. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, like I said, you I, that you had said in, in the episode that I literally was watching the episode as though I was watching Saw Four through my fingers. I was so deeply uncomfortable. I didn't. I I didn't understand it. Like they hadn't. They had never like alluded that there might be a problem with Baga and her mother. Had they? No. Yeah. So like we weren't well, not in any way. Not in, like exactly. <laughs> but like you, that could have been like a season long story arc for her right right um where she's like you know we have this strained relationship right in the american show we would have gotten oh i was raised by my nan exactly like, we would have gotten that for weeks exactly but I also and so we would have known common for grandparents to raise kids in the uk and for it to not be like a big thing the way baga talked about it in this episode made it seem like it wasn't common for her or at least the circumstances as to what led her to be brought up by her name yeah. was were, were hurtful circumstances um and so in yeah, I kind of, I, i'm assuming based on everyone's relative age that the grandmother is sadly no longer with us but that would have been a treat if it oh yeah the like an ox, octogenarian yeah. like coming in there and like doing it with baga yeah because <laughs> no, and we, like I, I could see that like like i'm For picturing sure. like elaine stritch really yeah yeah that's because that's also my dream <laughs> i know <laughs> well, you would have loved my grandmother and i'm sad you <laughs> um oh the sassy old broad that made me who i am today uh, <laughs> um so okay. yeah, I just I think I was just confused that they hadn't you know prepared us for how uncomfortable yeah. that was going to be. I don't think they were prepared. Maybe not. I don't even think production was picking up on it for it to be a thing to dig into. And I think Bag is self aware enough to have not been like, let me tell talk you talk about, about this. this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she wanted to. She wanted to keep it to herself. I guess. Yeah. Oh no. For yeah. sure. Um, okay. All right. So. So, all right, so we're at the top of the, the episode, and we have three queens with three badges, which definitely felt staged last week to me, but whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I made like, my point yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. emphatically. Yeah, one, um, like one and a half of those nine badges are pretty unearned, or like yeah. kind of... <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. And then I thought it was interesting that uh, when they're in the workroom kind of diddling and talking about what's going on, that... Uh, it becomes abundantly clear that both Aviv and Baga knew all along that Davina was a serious contender. They were, like, not praising her because they were competitors. Yeah. But, like, the whole time they knew she was, like, a big fish in this pond. Um, and I felt like it was weird that Davina let herself get so worked up about it. And I commented on earlier episodes of the podcast that it's weird that she's worried that they're not that they're like giving her cold shoulder they should be that strategy why is she reading into it they obviously see her as a threat and they did it on purpose they did it on purpose and, and <laughs> she should know that they did it on purpose so yeah that, you know like it, if you have the foresight to be like oh this is part of their strategy it's not going to bother you at all yep um but I, I i do praise davina for accepting that she fell for it and kind of like uh um Lesson learned for her. Yeah, yeah, you for, know, sure, yeah. for sure. For sure. <laughs> anyway, so do we want to move into the podcast discussion? Yeah, because I want to get right into Baggis. Okay. Dear wait, no, it. wait. We're we're skipping something. The setup. Yeah, we're skipping something that I, I definitely want to talk about. Let's because, well, because uh, so Rue comes in and she announces what the uh, you know final challenge is going to yeah. be, which is pretty standard. I think yeah. everyone would have assumed that the challenge was going to be write your own lyrics. 
um, yeah, to the, a, a right, that's been song. the perennial final for ages now. Exactly, and then it cuts to the Viv uh, in her confessional, being like, "Oh, great! Like the one challenge that I failed at is the final challenge." And like immediately, I became like a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit! She threw that challenge on purpose." To create a narrative that she would have this redemptive story for the final episode, I was, I was like, I, I'm not, I was, I was just like immediately convinced of this, and it just, it really weirded me out. I don't know. How it's funny else you felt. say this. So you and I talked a little before we started recording, um, while Ursula was putting her face on. Um, and one, of, one of them. One of the many. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I also had a response to the Viv where I felt like she came in strong and stoic and did well but wasn't likable and then had the I was an addict here's my human side and also like the one challenge she fucked up on was the lip sync and that's what the finale is I know like in the way that Katya thought that Alaska like staged her fuck up in All Stars 2 and was like this bitch came in here operating at the next level and since then Alaska's been like no and if I were going to do that I would not be so childlike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, like, you're giving me way too much credit. Uh, um, I, uh, this is the first time I was really like, I think the Viv, first off, if an addict's lips are moving, they're lying. That's how you know they're lying. Uh, this, this to me would be easy for the Viv to do. And it felt so perfectly executed that this is the first time I'm like, this bitch knew how to produce herself. The entire time. The entire time. I don't even know if she actually <clears throat> forgot those words in that lip sync. Totally. I, um, because but, she did fine today on this one. Like, yeah, she, no, her dancing just, was fantastic. Yeah, her, no. Like, yeah, I, yeah, we're, we're jumping her, ahead. Her samba was so so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> by, by the standards of the, the pool that she's swimming in. <laughs> but um, it would have been the perfect time to, because, you know, at that point she had definitely established herself, going back to the, um, uh, the challenge that she flubbed, um, it would have been the ter- perfect time to kind of fuck up yep. because the team that she was on, she had already established herself as a front runner. Yeah. She knew that she was not going home, right? Even if you know, like, even if she had to lip sync, even yeah. if she had to lip sync. I like, I know that this is it. Just that would be next level production, like producing yourself. But I, still, that was the I, first thought I had. If I were placing bets, I honestly think that that's more likely than it just like looked that way. Yeah, honestly, truly, this is. That's the first queen ever where I'm like, you produced yourself on that level. Because I feel like she is entirely capable of it. And it was perfectly staged by the standards of the show. Like, what, what about you, Hersela? I feel like we have... I did not... we're, we're like on the same. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're like, no, no, no. We're in the bunker together, girl. Get in! <laughs> um, I did not clock that in the moment, but I don't not see it now. Like, okay. I can absolutely see it. Viv does have that kind of... Slightly dead behind the eyes hypercalculator. Oh, yep. Yep. Um, So I could see it. I I, I don't... I'm not saying it didn't have... I'm not saying... I certainly didn't clock it while I was watching the episode. Largely because my aversion to Lost has put me in a place where I refuse to engage in that kind of hyper-strategic analysis of a TV show. I'm like, I'm just watching the fucking show. Tell me what... The show will tell me what it needs me to say. So I tend not to do too much... Of that I get it. I get it. You don't That's the thing. I don't it. either. Yeah. I never but do that. I same. never come up with that like yeah. I, I, that thought process. I, I have no idea where it came from, and it was 
so instinctual, so instantaneous. It came from watching it. Yeah. Because <laughs> was... I had the same thought. Yeah. You started explaining this to me, and I don't like to talk about the episodes beforehand because it loses a little of the momentum of the podcast, but I, like, my eyes went crazy, and I just shook my head at you. Like, he was, was so crazy. tight-lipped. He, like, he, like, just, like, pursed his lips and got beat red and just nodded his head, like, ferociously. It was really fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I like to call other people on the spectrum. Um, okay. Um, all right, so let's get into Baga's podcast episode this is super juicy to me because you and i last week were like there's no fucking way she can redeem herself or save herself like there's like without you literally said without 10 minutes of therapy and a real apology from bag at the top like there's no redeeming herself i would like your thoughts on this podcast i'd say uh i'm gonna start by saying i really wish they got back to the tic-tac lunch over the podcast i don't know i just find i found the tic-tac lunch fucking hilarious when she did it back in the day i find the podcast like a little too meta um i think baga did about 60 percent of what she needed to do to really unfuck uh, unscrew that particular pooch with this interview like first of all we were correct there was clearly something going on and that's a lot like mom gets new partner and you're just basically like like there's literally not i made a new kid so you're there's no room in the house for you has to hurt pretty bad like even if being raised by his by 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 his nan and i love like nan that's so cute um was a positive experience that still gotta leave him like seven times in 10 years like yeah. oh boy that was like okay i also feel like there's a whole subtext of what those relations were that we don't really yeah have. yeah like they still speak Baga obviously does not like and resents her and wouldn't give her an inch of space to try at all with her. Yeah. Like, Baga said that in the podcast. There's way more going on there. Yeah. Um, And we don't know what it is. Also, I think being the gay stepson with a new husband, like, if the stepdad was at all homophobic, which, like, lots of straight men are, Mm -hmm. and, like, teased in any way... And the mom was like, well, there's more room at your nans, whatever, which is, like, just highly likely. We don't know. Yeah. But there's, I mean, just add one more thing to that, and Baga has, like, resentment for life. Yeah. Totally. Um, And I feel like it's very clear. And I and I said then, there's obviously something going on there. I sympathize and I empathize with Baga. I feel like Baga has wanted the crown and felt capable of getting it this whole time until her mom came. Absolutely. And I think she knew like she knew she couldn't control herself she was highly emotional she couldn't handle it well and i know i don't think she fully has perspective about how bad it looks or what about it looks bad but she knows it looks bad enough that she's like there's no way i can win so i have to play this episode now that my mom's not here and i'm having like a ptsd style like un like i can't control my emotions at all or put on a show but now that she's gone, I can, and I have to, like, be as graceful and elegant and as, like, apologetic yeah. and humble as I can to, like, save face. And I thought she did that perfectly and the best she could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Given like, the situation. Right. I was really getting Pearl vibes, like, in the sense that Rue wanted her to... Have more fight. Yeah, well, not even have more fight, but, like, reveal, you know, yeah. her trauma... Uh, in a more direct way, yeah. and and Pearl wasn't playing that game, and yeah. Baga clearly wasn't either. Like Baga knew that she was. I mean, based off this episode, she knew that she wasn't gonna, going to win because of her behavior with her mother. Yeah. Unless 
she, you know, went all out and had like this like teary, heartfelt, you yeah. know, raw moment, and and she wasn't willing to do that, and good for her, good yeah, for her, I, for knowing yeah. she was not ready to air her. I think she did enough to give it enough context that she's not a psychopath, yeah. but certainly not enough to like reset the board, which no, I, might I not agree. be even be possible in that setting. I agree. Yeah. I I honestly think she was resolved enough to know. Even if she did, there's no resetting the board. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I think that it. I think she played. I don't think there was any way she could control herself with her mother, and that's real. And yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I also think on the other side of that, looking that the damage was done from just that episode, I think she played the hand that she had left, which was a much worse hand, the best she could this episode. And I think she saved as much face as she could. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I can wear my bag of chips T-shirt in public again. That was yeah. a rough week. <laughs> yeah. That girl really enjoyed teasing you about getting that shirt. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there was a, a way in which she still could have been crowned, but only if she were willing to go really deep into her feelings about it. And yeah. she knew that she wasn't, and I respect that she knew that she wasn't. That, that's valid, too. Yeah. I, I, On some level, I think that it might have been like, even if I try, it could come off whatever my safest as bet nakedly manipulated right yeah of course yeah, um, right. and so i thought she played it really well um seeing her be so emotional and vulnerable was very interesting to me yeah and, and, and the hug yeah she got a hug out of it yeah um so yeah uh what did you think of davina's podcast interview i didn't have much to say beyond what we talked about before but with the Viv and Baga, you know obviously giving her cold shoulder on purpose can, can, can we talk about the line that got the, the show went right past and I wanted them to back up to and stay at yep. oh yeah my husband's hard on me my, my husband's incredibly hard on me <laughs> which would you know change the preposition and it's a lovely sentence but like uh, like I'm just holy shit like what does that even mean I know I is know. he also your manager is this a is this an Icantina situation what is happening yeah no it was so broad it was so broad. Like, like, like is it? I mean, it, it could have just been one of those things where you said it and you didn't mean it to come out the way it did, or you yeah. just picked the wrong word in the moment. No, but it did feel like the phrasing felt so loaded. like a cry for help. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and and Rue and Michelle like did not react in any kind not, of way. Right, like like most most of the queens when they talk like you know like Latrice talks about her partner like or Manila talks about his like where it's like oh yeah they're my biggest cheerleader. It's usually because their partners almost never have anything to do in the drag world. Yeah. It's always like, yo, he's a tax accountant on Mars, where it's like as far removed from this world as possible, yeah. and that's probably part of the why our relationship is works. working. Yeah. So it's like, the idea, it's almost weird her husband has an opinion on Davina's drag, based on what I've seen of other drag relationships that work. To, to be incredibly, I'm like, I'm getting like flashbacks. No, it was it was loaded, and it felt like what is the subtext there? Yeah, yeah, it, and it really it it was very strange that they didn't dive deeper into it. Uh, that that cried for follow up, and the kind of emotionally manipulative follow up that Rue normally loves. In I head. know, I know. <laughs> like, was Davina was Davina gaming the game? Was she dropping a phrase to try to bait Rue into <laughs> into follow up for for teary airtime? Yeah, like that. And Rue just like for whatever reason wasn't in the mood to yeah. delve into it. it was I, so I, strange. I like that you turned us all into conspiracy theorists. <laughs> um, all right, so then the no vis- emotions are real. <laughs> uh, so then the vis. Uh, podcast interview what did you guys think the discussion of the addiction i thought was very like uh after school special a very special episode but it was real yeah i don't know 
going back to going back to when the Viv oh. um, brought up uh, um, brought up uh, her addiction the first like well, I forget which episode it was like three episodes yeah, ago yeah, yeah. like it I, it was a really heartfelt moment I, like I, I was there for it I yeah. thought like it, it it really sold me um, and and this did too it it wasn't you know more illuminating I, other than now we know it was K that she yeah. was she yeah. was into but um uh, I, I don't think that she delved any deeper into it. Um, that she had before. No, it was just very like the gay community needs to like deal with its substance abuse issues yeah. and like not make light of it because like there are a lot of us with, with a lot of collective trauma that do drugs to numb ourselves to that or to be joyful and yeah. we joke about it lightly, but like we need to do better than that to survive. Yeah, that absolutely. That would have been, I, I think that they did touch on that. I, I, I wish it. They had hammered it home more, as like you just did. As I did yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think would have been maybe a little bit more impactful for me. Yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, but it was it was good. It was all it was all. I don't know. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And I I thought it was interesting that they asked her then about what do you think of the first season of Drag Race UK? Do you think we did a good job of representing the different types of drag that exist within the UK? And they were asking questions almost like like editorially, like. Hey, the Viv, what do you, like, how do you think we did? Give us notes and for future she, seasons. Yeah, and she was just immediately like, oh, such a great job, such yeah. a, like, going on, and, and was like, I was worried everybody was going to try to be American and say, yes, queen, and then she's dropping, like, Liverpool slang that sounds, like, so fucking old world to me. <laughs> just, yeah. the, like, what was it? Yurit? Yurit? I've had Yurit, and I'm like, oh, it's the British Echepalante, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I thought it was the British Yakutitita. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pussy bitch. <laughs> um, uh, I'm in the middle of season three of The Crown, and they had all episode in Wales, and like there are a bunch of like hardcore British dialects where I'm like, I am a native English speaker, and aside from being wet with spittle, also have no idea what the hell you just said to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do, recording this season with you, I have learned that you are like an Anglophile to an extent. I had no idea like I know the average American guesses that British person's IQ is like 20 22 <laughs> points higher on average because of the accent this is like a thing where it's like yeah. I'm pretty good at guessing our accents across like mm-hmm. American to American right girl you it, I bet it's 700 more points coming from you 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 give them so much blind extra credit I want it I want it we're planning a trip to the UK, and I want to take you along to shatter all of your solutions. Um, I lived in Hong Kong for six months, and I've been to to Ireland and the UK mm-hmm. before, and I feel like uh, I'm a I'm a little more exposed to some of the, the local dialects, but like that was that's not English. Like that's just like that's that is something else, honey. Um, I had a Welsh history professor when I was in Hong Kong, and he. Whew, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, when he gets excited, it's like I have what? No, what? Yeah. Was, none of those were words. And sir. and in a very British style, he'd take us out to the pub after midterms and finals, and him drunk talking is like, also him drunk is like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> mama. Anyways, um, um, yeah. So then we get into the choreo with AJ and Curtis Pritchard. I like the little pocket gay, and then the rugger with the same face that is the little brother. I thought it was cute. Um. And I thought it was hilarious that they were giving these, like, stiff British queens, only one of whom can dance, like, a Latin dance that required them to move their hips. It was like, so we're setting you up for failure. This is going to be a riot. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think? Uh, this was one of the 
many moments actually that I wished that Cheryl were in the top three. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't need to see Baga attempt a dance a dance that was never going to do that she, yeah well, she was never that's not her drag it, it just it was stupid my thought when the dance routine started was last week we 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 all clock uh, the, the the whole judging panel clock cheryl wearing a fringe bodysuit and now here in the final the thing cheryl was far from entering what are they all wearing fringe bodysuits i know i mean I, they were more like flapper dresses but i'm just saying i laughed very hard that they were all basically borrowing outfits from cheryl hole for the, for this You're final right. performance because right. that just killed me i'm like you lit this is both visually this is like aesthetically and substantively exactly something cheryl would have been good at and even from like a purely production standpoint mm -hmm. given the viv and davina run for their money where it's like well davina and viv are more polished performers and they're funnier queens but for the actual challenge in front of you it like that would actually have made all three competitive at once exactly and and we you know we love a a black horse yeah uh narrative um so it would have been nice to like just kind of like shake it up rather than have all three have three repeater badges you know right, right. that felt very like yeah. we're doing this right yeah. and, and, the, and the problem is especially after Mothergate or whatever the internet yeah. decides to name the incident Baga was immediately an also ran Baga kind of clearly knew that in the yeah. interview um, so it's kind of like it, in retrospect yeah it would have been really interesting to see Cheryl slay this dance challenge and then be like well, now you have to be perfect. Like, you can't get by on, like, a middling performance and let that carry you because Cheryl would have stepped it up. That would yeah. have been a lot of fun. It really would have been. So that was a, that was a bummer. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> so when they wrap up the sort of choreo moment, we have that this interview moment with Davina talking about the British being self-deprecating and, like, asking a British queen to, like, talk about why they should win, etc. What did you guys think of that whole discussion about British self-deprecation and her trying to, like, find the confidence and like say why she deserves this to herself and to Rue really I thought it was funny and self-aware yeah yeah it's, I mean it is a very British thing that like, exactly we don't one does not discuss one like yeah I, I totally see it uh, and I'll say it is something I have it is different than the American one something I've been thinking about as the season is wrapped up is um, none of the queens ever went home bawling you know hmm, yeah and i think uh i think it i think that the nature of the library pu reading puppet challenges and this this attitude are all kind of interconnected um the taking the piss out of the other person is all good clean fun you don't get upset about it it's not personal it's just kind of a good time and so it it, it maybe softens some of the uh some of the bite but it also softens some of the impact like like it's just a collectively they all treat the show with a little more detachment than their American counterparts. And for me, at least, it's made a, in the balance, more enjoyable show. Because at times, like, watching Honey Davenport lose it when she got sent home in season 11 was kind of traumatizing. Like, like it, it is so important to the American queens. This is they, they just feel like this is their only path out. Maybe it's the lack of money. Maybe if there were $100,000 on the line, people would be a little more energetic and hmm. kind of obsessive. But... The, the the slight the additional layer of distance from things where they can just roll with the punches a little more readily has made a more overall for me pleasant viewing experience so it's interesting to watch the show engage its britishness consciously because like yeah davina's right this is not how Brit british queens do not talk about themselves the way american queens do and in the balance uh I find that more entertaining since it lets it focus on other parts of drag that i like more 
That is really true. Especially that's such a more positive take on that than I do. It was really interesting <laughs> hearing you say that. But that I, is I, true. I think I, I am like a li- I have a slight Irish animosity towards the British. So you are you are like they're so level and balanced. I'm like oh my god, delusionally self-effacing. It's so obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I I the thing that I um, really like that you said was uh, just the, the stakes yeah. of of the show being a little bit muted. Um, can make it a little bit more enjoyable because I have definitely been way too invested at times. Oh yeah, no, no, that that six queen lip sync that was absolutely deserved where Rue like yeah, it was like Rue had them like lined up and was slowly choosing who to shoot next. Like awful. and Honey Davenport, like I truly think she's like in therapy for PTSD just for having to have stood there for like the five minutes it took before it was like. And everyone else was staying. It was so And we made sure we got that at all angles. While you sat there like, (gasps) looking desperate like a panting dog (laughs) Um, by the end of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, It's almost like the difference between like Great British, like everyone holds up Great British Bake Off as like the antithesis of American reality television. And I think that's partly why it's like, I just just like watching these nice people try and then be friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the muted quality I agree with, and I felt that people were pretty congenial and reasonable where it was like, it makes sense. I tried my best. Good for her. Like I liked that element of it. There's a famous quote and I cannot remember it, but it's basically like a quote that compares Americans and Brits where it's where it's basically criticizing Americans for speaking of themselves in delusionally overly confident way and British people speaking of themselves in delusionally self-effacing ways where it's <laughs> like like I don't know. I feel like I've spent enough time in the UK hearing British people talk about the BBC like compared to Hollywood productions. It's like Moldovian public access. And it isn't. You produce Downton Abbey. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. I, I British self-deprecation and like, to me, you know when you, there's like a bunch of straight guys and one of them truly looks like Joe Mangiliano, whatever his name is. Like just Imagine a beautiful man. Yeah. Just like a statuesque six foot four muscular model where it's like they couldn't have you walk down runways because you'd make all the other models look like unattractive by comparison dates like a homely basic woman who's just like as plain as can be and straight men are like oh she's you're lucky she'll have you you like hairy beast and it's like what cognitive dissonance (laughs) is happening there like that's how i tend to look at british self-deprecation where it's like you nearly took over the world a century ago truly like you caught like the the sun never set you you people like defined modern history and like unified the world in countless ways so your self-deprecating feels fucking nuts to me just nuts <laughs> well americans are definitely taught that self-deprecation is like a, a well a form of manipulation to like get compliments you know right. like and, and, yeah right so it's, it's a it's false modesty it's, it's false modesty yeah. exactly uh uh same with the, the when you brought up the six foot four like adonis like i'm back on tinder and i forgot that they don't have like a <laughs> section to announce your height and so like only the six foot four people will be like six foot four because apparently that matters and it's like go fuck yourself like you know that that is a selling point for you that is okay like don't you know, like yeah. if you want to put that out there that's great do it but don't act like this is how i feel about the british <laughs> like, like you love them and i'm like let me take the piss out of you with you but for real <laughs> um yeah so all right we really got into that. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. That was, that was a lot. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so what did you guys think of RuPaul's look? I was surprised to see her wearing a biscuit. Uh, it looked good. Like, I th- she looked like a, you know, a human torch or an award statuette. Like, it was like a, I thought it was a perfect finale look. Okay. I, I, I kind of conceptually don't like biscuits, but she wore it very well. So I felt a little like, oh, I don't wear a biscuit, Ru. But I didn't also, e- I'm glad she's mixing it up. Right. I didn't even really identify it as a biscuit. Because, like, when Eureka does it, it looks just like someone made a pound cake of human hair and plopped it on her head. And then she sprayed the sides black. Yeah, this had this was blended properly, so it really did just look like a very high, stiff updo, like something, you know, the Bride of Frankenstein would have done, but, you know, glam. Like, I, I think... I agree. It, yeah, I agree with that. I had to look it up. I didn't remember it at all. Like, looking at the picture, it's, it's yeah, it, exactly what you said. It's yeah. like a, a nice finale, kind of Oscars. Right, it's... Uh, it, it does, it Oscar does statue. look like a flame... Like yeah right and it's almost like like this will sound pejorative and i don't mean it that way of like mother of the bride where my job is to look very nice and very elegant but not upstage the center of attention so so like the last like and this is something else we've loved about this season rue has been turning it up in the looks department like mm-hmm. just showing off her legs wearing bigger shapes just so like i kind Same of with michelle and you yeah. can tell oh, they're just both having so much fun right. yeah michelle looks gorgeous like, yeah all season long yeah, so I think this was like a nice way to be like, I am the queen, I am very glamorous, but this is your bar mitzvah, darlings. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's get into the dancing. What did you guys think of the performance? Okay, I'm going to ask, the, I'm going to start with this question. Uh, Davina and the Viv were wearing very similar outfits to the point that I just assumed production gave them those outfits. And then Baga was wearing the gold fringe dress that didn't fit. Like it kept showing hmm. off her yeah. pa- and not even like glamorous drag panties, but just straight up panties. So I'm like, do you like, was there a problem? Did they only order two? Did it, did it, did the zipper rip or something? Cause that was just like a weird look on Baga where it's like, I can't believe you walk like even bag of chips is not walking out into the finale with a dress that shows panties, not meant to be seen every time she moves. I agree. I, I think that Baga's only move in this because she can't dance mm-hmm. uh, was to play up the comedy and like that was so one think, of her best moments okay. was when you know she like flubbed that dance move and just fully shows her her crotch okay, um, okay. I, like I it, it, it was a cute moment so I, I don't know it kept me entertained okay um, but I, I agree that they weren't cohesive yeah um, and that's weird I assume that those were dresses that production gave them and the dresses were like that doesn't fit back guys you need to like figure something out yeah i didn't think it was like but we didn't see but they gave them another challenge of here's this material bag you have to make gold i didn't i mean i don't know yeah like yeah. I, I don't whatever yeah um i do feel like the thing about bag is she can't dance and she had an outfit that didn't fit yeah and she still managed to make it entertaining mm-hmm. serving face wherever she could because she knows how to make eye contact with an audience and be funny yeah even just with her physicality even though she can't dance for shit um, which I feel like is why Baga has it. Um, and I thought that was good. I thought it was funny that she was so bad. Yeah, totally. Um, it was entertaining. Thought, and she knew how to make it entertaining mm-hmm. that she was bad, whereas a lot of other queens would just freak the fuck out in that situation. Yeah. Speaking of eye contact, uh, I feel like that the fact that Davina didn't really have eye contact with the judges at all, or the cameras at all, uh, lowered the impact of how awesome like those moves were yep. like she was very like it's it's not like she was very fo- like she was doing them pretty flawlessly and she didn't look like she was focused on what was next necessarily it seemed pretty like natural but she at the same time she did not engage she did and, not engage with the audience at all yeah it is that one extra layer 
of performance the where you have to make it pull look, us in yeah, yeah she yeah. doesn't she didn't do it at she all. didn't pull yeah. it I yeah. felt like Viv and Bag know how to make eye contact with the camera and with the judge yeah in a way that Davina to me that's like she's so polished in so many ways and she's not doing that no she didn't at all and it, like it was it was her moves were great and like the, I mean these are moves that are kind of like th- thrown at them so we can't really fault them for the moves that they had we yeah. just have to fault them for the for what they did with those moves and, yeah. and and the one thing that she needed to do was engage with us and she didn't the viv looked like a freaking star because of all the eye contact that she did give us yeah and she wasn't even she did her dance moves but like poorly and without exaggeration but she it's like she did them she went through the motions but she wasn't doing them well but she was like confident staring mm-hmm. into the camera the whole time serving face yeah which sells it a lot more absolutely it does um so i thought that was interesting because it's like davina's dancing the best but the is performing it the best yeah and baga was kind of fucked from jump but did a great job yeah she was entertaining i mean in a lot of ways like as much as i felt that cheryl deserved a win last week i still feel like these are our top three yeah. of the season for real and I'm, I am glad that we saw Baga perform that. Like, I mean, she's got a great voice, so that, yeah. you know, like, that helped. I liked all, all of the lyrics. The lyrics felt, the lyrics almost felt like someone, maybe it's, they are good oh, the lyrics. They felt all. like someone else wrote them. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I didn't care. Yeah. Oh, God, God. <laughs> yeah. You know what this is? Like, if, if, if it were Lin-Manuel Miranda's Drag Race, a show I would 100% watch, um, <laughs> I would care more about the lyric writing. I never care about the lyric writing. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I, I truly don't even remember that. Yeah. Um, okay, so, uh, all right, so let's get into the judging and the discussion, right? Well, the runway. Oh, yeah, the, no. Yeah, okay. So let's get into the runway. What did you guys think of the runway looks? Uh, I... I... I did like that Rue Clock bag of looking like Betty White right off the bat. That was perfect. Like that, I think Betty White wore that dress to like the 1987 Emmys. <laughs> and like, Dolly Parton and Working Girl with the Hair. Yeah. She said later, which yeah. I or Dolly Parton from Nine to Five, which also yeah. a reference I will always love. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be- yeah. Dolly Parton wasn't in Working. Girl. No, I know, I know, I miss that. I want that remake though. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Um, so. Yeah, Baga's look was fine. It's as polished a look as we ever get from her. Mm-hmm. I do feel there was a touch of, like, even more than natural British self-effacingness, it felt like Baga knew it's between these two, so I'm just going to go out and look nice and then gracefully step to the side. I thought she looked beautiful. I really did. Her makeup was good. Her like, makeup was yeah. great. I loved her hair. I actually loved that color on her. I agree that, like, maybe, like, just the dress itself was not as impactful as it could have been but it, it was she looked beautiful yeah i agree with all of that yeah, yeah. i it, it didn't feel like crowning look to me but yes. it felt like baga's best runway like going and on i and thought she it. looked yeah. beautiful yeah um yeah no I, I i loved it i also think i honestly think a lot of her like i'm so happy to be top three was a, like i don't think she I think if the mother episode never happened, we'd be getting a very different Agreed. episode from Baga. Agreed. Yeah, I don't um, think it was just British self-effacing. Right, I no, I agree. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She saw the writing on the wall. She yeah. was like, it's between these two. And I think she played this episode flaw- like damage control for days. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, I'm truly impressed by that. Um, all right, so what did you think of Davina? I loved it. I did not. 
Okay. I I Davina's makeup always sucks. Like I like no, that's not that's a, that's you that's can, an exaggeration. That no, I know, but that is an exaggeration. I she just I, I hate her wig line like going so close to her eyebrows all the time, like the side of her face. Yep. I think it really makes it. It just proportionizing is off. Yeah, it's really off, okay. and, and she doesn't look as beautiful as she could. Um, I liked the dress. I thought it was fun and campy yeah, and drag. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the hair too. I liked the hair. I didn't. I, I liked the, it, 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 again because of the hairline. Well, that, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I like the the structural concept of the hair. Was it laid correctly on her face? No, no. Yeah, but she's had that for me. I've noticed mm. that with her a, a few times. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was fine. What do you think of Michelle Visage's critique about her being ashy or silvery in her makeup? I agree. I do understand. I think that there could be a little bit more warming. of a natural warming tone. Yeah. To, I, I just, I don't know. I want her to be beautiful because I see her as beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. I always feel like, like as somebody whose foundation color goes from porcelain to fair during the, uh, and is literally the two lightest shades on the makeup counter, even in the ones that have a deluxe array of shades, <laughs> I always feel like the girls where it's like, you're also a 100 or a 110 shade. Like, I am of the... Michelle, no matter how good their drag is, Michelle will read the fuck out of them for their look. And it wasn't until... And there were times where I felt like Davina was intentionally silvery in her makeup to go with the aesthetic of what she was doing to look more like a thing. And it was more like approaching drag... Like, drag that was approaching cosplay. And then there are times where it's just cool and she has a naturally cool complexion. It wasn't until Rude talk, or uh, Michelle talked to her about her makeup where I was like, okay, so I was right this whole time. You literally are just so fucking from New Jersey. I was going to say, she's Jersey. That yeah. you, like, think <laughs> that, like, anybody of the British Isles of the, like, fair Irish porcelain complexion should have bronzer on. Tape, yeah. Tan needs a ton of bronzer, and no matter how good their drag is, you will clock them for doing it wrong because they look like their natural skin tone. Which is super not appropriate. And I know that, like, like we are living in the era of white victimhood. And I don't mean to play into the, the, the <laughs> too much. But, like, I'm a little like, hey, Michelle, if this girl is literally, like, paper milk white. And she does her makeup in a way that that's actually her skin tone and that's what she's doing. You need to, like, accept that not everybody thinks they need an economy size of Jurgen self-tanning lotion on their nightstand in order to, like, survive. Yeah. Uh, and I think she actually judges drag that way and knocks queens who come down the runway in like performances at a nine or a ten down to like a three or a four. And I understand that she doesn't like it, but I think she's way out of line in yeah. terms of how much she knocks queens for being fair. Well, it's, I don't think it's all just being fair. She also knocks queens for being very draggy. Like like Nina West was all like she like hated Nina West's um, makeup, and that's <laughs> largely because she was just. I don't know. It had a different face aesthetic. Right, than, right. Than she's not a glamour queen. She's not she's a glamour a, she's queen. A queen. She's a comedy queen. Well, she's well, going to do let, let us all, goofy makeup. Right, let us all light a candle to the patron saint of this problem, one Miss Pandora Box. Like, just... She is the patron saint <laughs> of this problem. Yeah. No, like, that, that was literally... Like, I stopped watching because I felt that they were so 
not judging Pandora for the drag she was doing, the type of drag she was doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, fit into this box, please, right now. And that's yeah. annoying. Yeah. yeah. And what she was doing was, like, perfect camp drag. Yeah. 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 And they were just like, I'm so confused. But how are you confused by her look? Yeah. And that's it what Davina does, too. Yeah. Davina does, like, perfect camp drag. I still just yeah. am well, I mean, shallow. I like the <laughs> entire effect of the look. It was, like, regal. And it was simultaneous. It had, like... The drag camp, like, you know, the deconstructed British flag and the darts, the, the way she, it wasn't just a red, white, and blue dress. It really looks like she cut up a British flag to make the dress. Yeah. And it's a very subtle, the, the difference is subtle but important. And I like the, the effect of being simultaneously this kind of Davina's comedy side and her, like, high-end, more, like, Sasha Valuri thoughtful side. So I, I like the entire effect. I get all those spot critiques. Yeah. But the finished product, like, I honestly thought Davina was better in the dance. I liked her dress a little more. We'll get to the vibs in a second. I liked her dress a little bit more than the vibs. Not a lot. Vibs yeah. was great. And I think she did better in the lip sync, but I'll get to that in a minute. Like, yeah, no. I, I I liked Davina's look. I thought it was very good for Drag yeah. UK final look. I do feel like she wouldn't wear red hair at all, even though I get the impression that is like part of her signature look. Yeah. And then the last few episodes she did, and then she wore it for the final runway. I almost wish that she like did it occasionally throughout the episode, because... The impact, like it makes sense for this dress, but I almost wish, yeah, maybe if you didn't wear them for a couple episodes, it yeah. would have felt more impactful. Agreed. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into the Viv's final look just bronzed and gold for days. Yeah, I, I loved that. I loved the dress itself. The, the crystals were amazing. That was like that was a feat of construction. Uh, the dress moved beautifully, it was constructed like when she would like pick up the sides to like swan it around, but it still had body in the skirt. Like, like that was like a perfectly constructed dress. I just wish it were not exactly her skin tone. Hmm. Yeah, I get that. I feel like Jennifer Aniston's entire career is based off of her like bronzing herself to be like one even bronze, yeah. like, <laughs> like beige, um... like. I mean, I feel like in her heyday, she'd show up somewhere in a gold dress, just bronzed, and her hair would be highlighted. Yeah. Like, and it was just, just like, you look like a statue. A Band-Aid. Yeah. A solid <laughs> slab of Band-Aid. That too. Um, in a bandage dress, usually. Um, so, uh, uh, right now, y'all can't see it because it's a podcast, but Buffy is wearing this, like, beautiful pale pink hoodie right now that, pink, I'm, yeah. Yeah, that I'm just living for. And I get that the... I think that dress would have looked better rendered in that kind of soft... But actual color, and I get the I get the flip side of the problem that the Viv is a big girl, like she's a big guy, and in drag she's still a big girl. Where that kind of twee color palette can look ridiculous on someone who's not Aquaria. But on the flip, just it, it was especially with the blonde hair, which was, the wig was also gorgeous. Every individual piece was perfection, but it was this kind of like single smear of beige that was a little like I want a little like I'm saying pastels. Does but the I, Viv constitute our first big girl winner? You said that, and I just had a moment. Is she the biggest? I think it depends on how you define big. She, I agree. She, she is. She just, she is literally big boned. Like that's no, I know. You can tell. Like those are quarterback shoulders. Right, I right. She's American football there, Here. but you can just tell she's built on a wide frame. She like you can just tell she's naturally muscular. She's right, built like an right. Athletic the, rubber band for the, 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 the nice peasant stock she came from that would carry milk pails on that shoulder. She thingy. was one of the best. They, yeah. they carried the most milk. Pails. Right, so. So she's, but she's not, she's not overweight. She's, or she's not like, she's not like, not, not a queen. I, who I call think she might be the biggest queen. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like running through them. I didn't them. even think yeah. that. Before. Yeah. I didn't think <laughs> to me until you said, well, she was bigger. First off, for a bigger girl, that haze of beige, gold, regal, like, yeah. I'm bronzed and gold. Like, that is a great way to, to just give off a pretty, pleasant, warm hue that yeah. human beings just 
viscerally, physically respond positively right, to. Right. And it will slim you down and make you feel look special. Yeah. Great choice for her, A. Because yeah. RuPaul does not like a big girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she she's the biggest crowned queen yeah. we have so far. And like I hear what you're saying. It's she's definitely she's pretty athletically built. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got like I've got a similar build. Right. Like naturally just wide shoulders, right, pretty right. muscular. I know that it's like we're in a gray zone here, but I, I think she's our first plus size Com- yeah. you know, compared well, to every other winner. Right, because like and her yes. head matches her body. It's not like it's yeah. not like no, she, no, no. Yes, that's her like size. she's just a bigger girl. So now I'm sitting here thinking, would I like that dress more if it were in like a set like you and I uh Connie Nast and I have had this conversation like once a week our entire friendship. Don't we look great in saturated jewel tones because yeah. of our pale, pale skin? Like if that were like in a midnight blue with the same crystal pattern, I think it also would have looked amazing. Not on her. Do you think? But, no, I but think this, what is, you're saying... this is the hypothesizing I'm doing in real time here yeah. where it's just like the, the, the fact that it was like a, it was a, it was nude for white people dress and it was a lot of one color. But now, but I get the flip side where I'm like, what color could you render it in that wouldn't make it look ridiculous because of the proportions? I get it. Tiffany blue. It just, that would be, that would be gorgeous. Yeah. I, like, it, it was, it was flawless and perfect, but at the same time, that's a little boring. It was yes. boring. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was boring. So, I, that's not going to wow you. Yes, there um, we go. No, I agree with you. Yeah. There we go. That, thank you. You summed, <laughs> you summed it up perfectly. This is, this is why you're here. Yeah. Um, okay, so so all right. Talk to me about these crowning looks. I mean, you you've given me your thoughts. Yeah. Buffy Cummers, why don't you tell me yours? I, I same. I I I mean, like I guess I, it's hard to rank them because I was kind of underwhelmed by all three. Uh, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> well, and, but this is the, and this is the like the season was not perfect by any means, and I think the enduring critique is that they are not looks queens. Yeah, they're not I, looks queens. When, when they're we not all, used to HD. Yeah, when yeah. we when we all get to Drag Race Thailand, from what I've heard from friends who've watched it. They're all fucking look queens, not a comedy queen among them. <laughs> yeah, no, apparently the comedy there is, you're fat. Ha 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 I miss living in Asia. Uh, By so, which I mean I don't. <laughs> and, and apparently also because of the array of countries that they pull queens from, there's not a common tongue in which they can be funny. Yeah, so, no, there's a, this most recent season is supposed to have a Russian bio queen whose family moved to Thailand when she was like a teenager. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. Mind blown. Blown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm often a little underwhelmed by the final looks. Uh, they they, they I, play it, it so safe. They play, well, they play it, it safe, and it's also just like it's kind of you're kind of set up for failure. Like it, it's like we've seen we've seen fantastic looks. Like well, and it's also like they're always going to pick. Do you remember Detox and Roxy's All Stars two? I do. Looks fucking amazing i well oh i actually don't remember liking detox or not detoxes um roxy's as much as apparently you did but i loved i loved detoxes detoxes is great kind of like the kind of, two, it was kind of like crowning. the gold um uh like ballerina gown but it was like geometric so it had like like interesting cuts in like patterns of tools no i mean detox wasn't in the finale she got cut the episode before no in all stars two Oh, okay. And all starts too. There was four. There was four. Oh, right. There we go. There's so much drag now. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed. You remember things like this way better than I do, so I'm always impressed that I seem to remember more about. I might just be all starts too. I think I feel it's like this weird blind spot for you. Well, I just remember. Co- no, I just remember, like, I just have, my memory of All Stars Two is just ten uninterrupted hours of Katya. <laughs> Same to me. It was it was a season. Like, I was definitely one of those people 
where it was like, yeah, Alaska came in here to win, but she made it joyless, <laughs> and like Katya made the season for me. I had so much joy watching Alaska, just like desperately like. <laughs> you are more competitive. Than <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. But, but, but the problem final. with yeah, the problem with the finale look is more often than not they're gonna be. I'm going to do my brand to a ten. And over ten weeks, we've we've seen that a lot. Exactly. So it's it's not surprising, and we are needy, picky bitches, and we constantly need surprise and something new. And, and you rarely get to be playful. This is why all of us are single. Like, yeah, I get it. See, <laughs> I, I loved it. Like, yeah. they're not looks queens. Could they have been better? Yes. I feel like this season was irreverent and fun, and yeah, nobody who was in it was taking it too too seriously the whole time, except maybe Davina. But like, I appreciated that about her. Yeah, and I feel like. Could these looks have been better? Yes. Are they look queens who are used to HD? Absolutely not. Was it fun and good? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Baga's look was like I that's love Baga's. about as polished as we're gonna see Baga. Right. I loved right. it. And I she agree. looked great. And in she it. was yeah. fun. Yeah, totally. And it was the only thing that didn't feel like I think a lot of people clock her for like it didn't feel like crowning. This is your coronation. But I almost think it was ba- like it was like you're that saucy middle aged actress who's not getting parts anymore who shows up to the Oscars. <laughs> in a dress that maybe doesn't fit perfectly and you're already you're like drinking gin and chatting people up already and I am here for it you are the light of the party I, yeah I think that Baggers was my favorite I could be grading on a curve um, I, you know what I, I see the point I, yeah. I see the point Baggers was the most certainly the most enjoyable it was and, and she she looked beautiful yeah, she really did great. Yeah. yeah she looked beautiful I but like you know, I say that I didn't, I wasn't overwhelmed by any of them, yeah. but that's not, I don't care. Like, I wasn't like... Oh, I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. disappointed at all. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't disappointed. I wasn't expecting a Sasha Velour moment right. from right. any of these Yeah, queens. right, right. right. <laughs> exactly. Right, so, b- before we get into the lip sync, we I think we need to discuss the returning queens, which, like, I like the way, I, I kind of liked how they... I assume they're not doing a standalone reunion episode at this point. Oh, I know. That, that's the one thing that bummed me out about the returning queens yeah, coming like, was like, oh, this means we're not getting... But I loved it. It was so sweet. It was yeah. very sweet. And I got to see Gothi Kendall again. Yeah. Gothi Kendall. I thought she looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, great. Yeah, uh, yeah, they yeah. all did, yeah. Yeah, even like... Something Wong's makeup was great. Yeah, I did. Strokes clearly has a style. Yeah, I, yes. didn't <laughs> love, I didn't love the way the dress opened in the front. But it was a good look collectively. And watching her like stumble over the line of lights to step to the side of the stage fucking killed me. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I did like the gag of like, oh, we're picking the top two. Are you? Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. Holding the joke a little too long. Just a little too much longer. No, we got it. But I don't know why that like, I'm like, that was a stupid, that stupid joke. timing was better. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yeah, well, I also good. loved it because it was kind of like... You know, a little dig at the show. A like, little dig at the show. Yeah. Exactly. Like we know we fucked up. Our bad. Shangela should have won. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rue has all but said that in interviews at this point, which is like the I think most... Trixie has all but said that in yeah. interviews at this well, point. Well, Trixie has all but said that from the beginning. <laughs> totally. Trixie knows how to be self-effacing in a way that lands. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Rue doesn't pull that curtain back. It's the one time where she's been like. I didn't expect the returning queens to be so vindictive. Yeah, yeah. And Trixie's a great girl. Yeah. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite Twitter exchanges, and uh, an exchange that almost justifies the entire site, was Bendela goes, what's Game of Thrones? And Trixie says, it's a show about winning a crown, you'd hate it. And then Bendela responds, I'm glad I set you up for another win there. That is funny. Um, I also feel like that whole situation, I think a lot of people got really upset in my mind. Shandela and Trixie both came in already all-stars. Yeah. Like, who, like should Shandela have gotten? Absolutely. Does it matter? Kind of not. Yeah, like, yeah, they're you know both what? 
killing it. Yeah, I think I, that I think that it did help Shangela. Not the fact that she lost, but just the show itself. Yeah. I think that it helped her career more than it helped Trixie's because yeah, Trixie was already already, already there. Had, yeah. So like it it was fan fucking tastic for Shangela. I love that we take these detours of these episodes. <laughs> like I truly do. I think it's so much fun. They're like, my favorite parts. Is like let's compare. Um, but yeah, seeing all the queens again, they all look beautiful. I love Blue's look. Uh, yes, I like Blue's look too. I like I liked Crystal's look, even though I didn't. It's a weird compliment, but it's like. There's a Same. lot going on here that I don't like, but I still somehow like it. I she just really like a dramatic hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked, I liked her hair. That's what I, think I really it was remember. The contacts where I was like, no, ma'am. Like those were like crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to look crazy. Yeah. Have a context, and yeah. those to me are always like that's just off putting. Also, I don't think I ever noticed, <laughs> and maybe this is just revealing. I don't know how unobservant I can be. But did she always contour um, her her breast sh- shading with her? Chest hair? No. No, she, sometimes she would do no chest or, like... The chest hair was always there. Yeah. The chest hair was always there, yeah. but... Th- so this is the first time we saw her... I don't her... recall ever seeing a contoured bust line oh, with I th- the chest but, hair. But it was in this look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. I thought that was fucking playful and cool yeah. and very yeah. gender-bendy, which totally. she always, you know... Well, totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Was, said was her so, I also feel like I can't be objective because I like the idea of Crystal's aesthetic and I also want to fuck Crystal. Yeah. So I'm always like... You're great. Your drag is great. <laughs> totally. Uh, anything else on the? No, that, that was good. It was not. It was just nice seeing them. It was fun. I do. You know the what? The spirit I'm... of the congenial and congratulatory yeah. nature amongst them, and like even Scaredy Cat being like, "I've only been doing this a minute." It made sense. Like, was I'm all, glad you brought all, that up. All yeah. of your praising about the British, where I'm like, "Let me take the piss out of them for them and yeah. for you." Uh, like, I truly, <laughs> I see your points with this reunion. And I'll say, that, like, I almost think we don't need a reunion. Well, like, a re- what would the reunion be? Uh, like, unless I could actually be in the pub drinking with them, what would the re- would the reunion be fun to watch? I think so. I, I actually need... it would be fun to watch. It wouldn't be about drama. And exactly. Yeah. Things. It okay. would be like these queens hanging out and, and bantering. Exactly. And I think that would be so that's, much more fun than the fake drama. Like, that's and like, fair. A lot that's of, like, fair. You could do a lot of like uh, uh, clips of, you know, unaired uh, yeah, moments yeah. and then just like all of them like laughing yeah. about, like, I yeah, think that no. would be a lot of fun. In the way that I think that like, like a lot of shows, like Coven for like uh, American Horror Story yeah. or whatever, like literally just an episode that's like that cast of amazing actresses, this cast of like amazing likable queens. Yeah. Like, it's not going to have a real Housewives reunion vibe. It's yeah. going to have a more fun, congenial, funny vibe, yeah. which is actually better. More fun to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember okay. that time when we did that awesome, yeah. cute thing? Totally, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Note to the editors. <laughs> we are tastemakers, damn it. Okay, so before we hit the, the lip sync, uh, I think the only other thing we need to talk about is the, the little interviews uh, on the stage. Because that, I think, will be the nice little bow on our self-effacing Britishiness conversation that we've been having all afternoon. Yeah. Uh, uh, Buffy, what did you think of Baga basically? Handing the crown to one of the two. Right. I, I thought it was fine. I, I, I thought it was, you know, I, she saw the writing on the wall. Um, she had no interest in, in, in making a case for herself when she knew that she wasn't going to get it. I thought yeah. that was a nice approach. Um, I thought it was very... Um, celebratory of her competitors I, I i i had no problem with it um how about you i i i liked it i agree with everything you said 
it's still like it was one notch beyond even like the normal Brit because both Davina and the Viv managed to do the same like oh well my competitors are great they're both worthy blah 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 but I should still get the crown she couldn't even loop herself to that I don't think that the reason was because she's British though I think yeah the that's what I'm be- saying that, yeah. that was the step beyond yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. think the reason was because of the last episode yeah same, um, totally. she knew that she was gonna lose. not gonna get it yeah. I think Vega's very good at being self-aggrandizing especially for absolutely Brit. absolutely she is but or she can put the comedy spin on it exactly. Like, like she could have done anything like it's so it's just so weird even like by relative comparison even Davina being like oh well you're not supposed to talk about why you're great but I'll try is still but I'm gonna a, give it a go, go. I love it when yeah. people yeah. give yeah. it a go is still a notch below the kind of self-aggrandizement we expect as a default setting by the queens and they'd be criticized for not giving yeah like that's that's still like a oh this is a different place uh, for me it's just like I also think RuPaul and Michelle are kind of nuts. Like, in so many ways, RuPaul is, like, a charismatic cult leader, you know? Like, RuPaul has the same personality type as every post-colonial leader of every country who eventually became a corrupt dictator. And, like, the weird self-aggrandizing is kind of nuts. But I feel like what they expect from people is insane. Can we rename the month of August RuPaul? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah. Uh, and so I think it's kind of nuts just generally. Like, it, it, they're, they're, they're on par with, like, the craziest like professional college football coach who is just like we're gonna get it there God, and we're gonna whatever and their track race really is our sports it really is. <laughs> oh yeah um, and i and i feel like i love buffy covers i roll like nothing <laughs> uh, well i said that on our first date yeah. like uh a couple days ago and, and like it blew this guy's mind and he thought it was like the funniest thing he ever heard and i almost felt guilty because like We've all, it was by no means my idea only. I I repeat so much stuff like that, and I feel like I work with so many basic, boring, straight people who think I'm like a comedy genius. And I'm like, do you know one queer person? Like, I am so not that funny. They're like, you should really go into improv. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. And and here's the the thing, though. I think because gays were not good at sports or welcome in sports, or it represents like a minefield with their fathers. Um, we tend to do that thing of, well, I didn't want to do it anyway, so like it, it separates us from it. Oh yeah, so like we, whatever. We, I'm whatever. Right. <laughs> we, we all disdain sports in this way that we think we're above the negative aspects of sports. Where welcome to season the next season of RuPaul's Drag Race, and we are exactly those people. <laughs> like we all look at Bobby Knight choking out a oh, college this student is, this podcast as like how is... yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, I was sorry. gonna say like we look at Bobby Knight choking out a college student like how dare you? Straight men are the worst. This is the patriarchy, and I will not tolerate it. Then you get like us, like you death drop bitch, or you don't eat today. Like, yeah, no, it's just... this is Sports Center of Drag Race. <laughs> this podcast is Sports Center of Drag Race. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. Like, I understand the comparison for yeah. comedy's sake, but I think that if any <laughs> drag queen came out with a video that they were like beating their partner, we, we would. We, you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying gay people aren't better. We are, but I'm just saying like <laughs> that was great. <laughs> but we are. It's it's just it's funny to watch gays just sports as if they're not capable of the same hyper-competitive behaviors. Because speaking of Baga looking like Rose Nyland, all the gay men I know are Rose Nyland, where it's like, oh, we're, we're sweet and emotionally a warm and empathic people. Then the bowling tournament rolls around and we will cut a bitch. Like, <laughs> you're right, you're right. Um, I'm going to win that dance marathon. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So, back to the... So, back, to, back to Davina. Our transitions are flawless. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a super organized episode. You're welcome, listeners. We did so much scripting beforehand. Seamless as all of the Queen's wig lines. Oh. Um, yeah, 
so so all right. Um, Davina so was Davina next. was yeah. next. I thought she did a decent but underwhelming job. Agreed. I feel like she won this episode except for eye contact and warmth. Like I feel like in terms of technical executions of so many things, but I feel like she didn't sell herself in a way that felt like she was like letting us in emotionally. Yeah, like and I and I feel like she was so close to winning this. Yeah. And I feel like if she made eye contact during the dancing and if her if she showed a little more warmth and vulnerability during that speech, it totally could have been hers. Well, yeah, like I I respond to Davina really powerfully and I did this episode in particular because I think personality wise my actual personality is very close to Davina's yeah. actual personality of that like somewhat reserved somewhat emotionally reserved even if garrulous overachiever so i'm like oh you were the you were the kid who was very good in school who thought if you can get an a on everything then you'll then everything will be fine and i respond to that energy mm-hmm. and i agree i think davina uh, like in the vacuum Davina did better in this episode than the Viv. I'm not objecting to the Viv's win. I think th- there's a we'll totally there. yeah, we'll get there. But it, w- I agree with the with the critiques where it's like there's just that little remaining. And maybe this makes uh, Davina another great All Stars candidate. Where it's kind of like, like if Sasha Valor had lost, um, like I think Sasha Valor won because she managed to peg technically flawless reveals to the emotional crest of the song in the way that felt like being taken to church. Yeah. Like she found the way yep. to thread that needle. So I think in an alternate universe where Sasha Valor loses, you know, she goes on tour for a couple of years, comes back for all stars, a little rounded. And I think that's what Davina might really benefit from is just like, you actually are good. And I deal with, I struggle with this too. Like I learned as a kid that bragging about yourself loses you friends and no one wants to hear it. And that, you know, you shouldn't be an asshole about it, but I've had to work as an adult to be like, I actually am good at this. That's not me being inappropriately self-aggrandizing. It's just acknowledging I worked hard to be good yeah. at the thing, and I am. But I struggle to be like, like anytime I have to write a cover letter, it's like the I, I would rather be physically tortured. I oh, hate. Same. I'm job searching right now, and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Right. I I had it. I had it pounded into me that a certain level of bragging is inappropriate, and I internalized it as no bragging is ever appropriate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like. There are days where it's like, like I get where Davina's coming from, and just that kind of reflexive empathy makes me like, I wanted the win for you, for me, for you. So, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was my number one the entire season. Yeah. Um, and then this episode, I wanted the Viv to win, and okay. I don't know if it was the producing like yeah. telling me to, to have her win. Um, I do think that just I think like, it was uh, the Viv self-producing. <laughs> I think definitely Viv, the Viv self-producing. I also think that the Viv did much better with their performance. Um, I was the whole episode all about the Viv winning until her speech because it wasn't true to her at all. It had no, like it, it had no relationship to her or, strengths nope. as a, as a drag queen or nope. as a person. She's taught like her, Davina her number was one, looking just like her number, what? her, I know I love that look. Her number, like her number one reason for like her, she should be crowned was that she's humble. It was no bitch. So <laughs> weird. It was so weird. It was not heard at all. I was like, whose speech did you borrow? Because girl, this right, ain't right. It. did you so grab like, the wrong index card? Yeah, like, like the <laughs> order goes, you know, like a uh, 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 bag of chips saying, "Don't crown me. Crown one of these two. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, uh, and then Davina, you know, doing her best to uh, self-aggrandize and. It was just underwhelming, but it was fine. Like, there was something wrong with it. It was just kind of like, all right, yeah, I see your point. And then the Viv, it was so tone deaf and strange. I, like, it like it blew 
my fucking mind. I love that Davina could not. She was just like, like Davina's face. I love. She was more that expressive cut. than I know she's supposed to be, but yeah, I, I respected. And it was like it was an anthropomorphization of my inner monologue. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, and so then once that speech happened, I was back to wanting Davina to win because it just was like, do you not like I like. You're you've That's, sold yourself as this yeah. person who is so self assured and so confident and knows yourself, and then when you start to talk about yourself, you have no concept of yourself. That was really right. weird. That was the disconnect with the vip for me, where it's like you're not the chummy. Like that's not you. That's, that's not you at all. No. no. Yeah. You're like you're the aspirational, too cool for school, like detox type. Where yeah, like right. you almost don't even need to win because you're better. Right. Like it it it, it blew my mind. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> um, I feel like you really emphatically stated what I could not have about my issues with the biz. So thank you. Um, do we want to move on from there then to, to the to... judging discussion? Sure. Ooh, okay. what, what about the judgment? Just, I just like that Graham Norton was like, nah, bitch, to Michelle. Because one of the reasons I think Michelle is so good on this show is she she doesn't even, she never, she like completely dismisses all of what was brilliant about Katya in season seven, despite every guest judge noting like, I think there's something brilliant and irreverent and like true to the, the ironic spirit of drag about what Katya is doing. And, and Michelle's like, no. Like, Michelle stubbornly thinks what she thinks in the moment to be true and never looks back enough to have any sense of self-awareness enough to ever apologize for anything. No. <laughs> um, even if later she respects what's good about somebody. And, like, I think she's a great judge for this because of her complete lack of self-awareness <laughs> in that way. And I think that she's friends with Rue because she's like, yeah, whatever, like, crazy spiritual nonsense you're saying now is totally true because that's your, like your retro you know your Saturn returning and this that and the other and like just runs with it like a, a charismatic cult leader is number two you know like <laughs> second second in command crazy and Graham Norton is like asking British queens to be self-aggrandizing is nuts part of the whole humor of them is that they're self-effacing and they're kind right. of like they're joking and like we don't do that at all it's like completely antithetical to our sense of self as a nation and like our <laughs> sense of humor as a people like no like they did a really good job for a nearly impossible task and i i just appreciated that because nobody calls michelle out ever yeah except for me <laughs> um, and all the gays yeah <laughs> <laughs> and occasionally the guest judge yeah, yeah the, uh, who is that my favorite guest judge um the former scientologist uh Lair, uh um Lair Remini, Remini, she, the one from King of Queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah Leo Remini. Yeah, yeah, like they got, they got into they it. They got into it. It was uh, so much fun. No, I appreciate, it. and also she was right. Leo yeah, Remini yeah. Was, oh, she yeah. was fully right. I'm rarely on the side of like a Scientologist. Yeah, I know she's left like, the Church of Scientology. There was now, a documentary, and it's calling them out on their shit. But whatever. <laughs> uh, I digress. Okay, so then, um, so we we have this moment where it's like, all right, Baga, it's not your time. And then we have the lip sync between the Viv and Davina. Buffy Cummers, what did you think? Uh, I wish you hadn't started with me. I don't remember it. <laughs> I really don't. The song was a weird choice. Like, yeah, I, so I, Baby, I'm Your Man. I like mid-tempo songs. Like, a lot of people criticized Kennedy Davenport and Mendela Krem singing Green Light by Lord. I fucking love Green Light by Star Lord. A lot of people will say mid-tempo songs are like bad lip sync songs. This is a mantra you hear amongst the fandom. And I think I'm just the weirdo who likes mid-tempo songs a lot in general, so I'm here for them. Yeah, I love mid-tempo songs, This mid-tempo song was a terrible choice for them. 
well, for lip sync. They picked it for the lyrics. They picked yeah. it for like the the gender fuck lyrics right. of Baby I'm Your Man. Right. I I mean I do ha- not to be a gender essentialist, but I do. I'm not saying you can never have a lip sync song by by a man. I think they can be fun. But for the finale, I don't know. Like it felt like a mm. weird choice. Like, it was it, absolutely a weird choice, it's just, and it's not joyful yeah, enough. It's for George this. Michael, which yeah, okay, family. Yeah. But you know, it's still. I, it and was, pick me, I'm the one. Right. Um, that it, it was. It, maybe they had realized by that point the lip sync was never going to be the real decider, so it almost didn't matter. I mean, the finale lip sync is always a little underwhelming because they're in gowns, like right. they're not doing flips. Right. Davina, like Davina, I felt like I kept expecting Davina to have a reveal because I'm like. Bitch, you can't move. You, yeah, you corseted from neck to ankle. Yeah, I um, was kind of hoping for some reveal, like like, like a sli- like a like 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 a Union Jack swimsuit under there or something. Yeah, yeah they're, I mean, both their hair, like their wigs were huge. Huge. Like, their they dresses were huge. Their dresses were huge. They could have fit tons under there. I, yeah, <laughs> but I feel like like a power ballad would have worked. Yeah, with yeah. Those guys. Well, like, even, I get it. We're not gonna have like this. Isn't gonna like rip our wigs off. We're, yeah, we're not doing pound the alarm this or something. Is like yeah, one of the least. This is one of the well, most underwhelming. Okay, for your example about a mid-tempo song the the externalities aside uh tears dry on their own is a mid-tempo yeah. song and that's a great fucking lip sync song because song. it's nothing but hurt feelings like yeah. yeah like you can do that like mm-hmm. honestly that would have been a better lip sync for the end like a little amy winehouse action would have been great for the finale yeah that would have been great it's i'm a- inordinately fond of valerie anyway. I, I, I love that song too it's a karaoke uh, favorite of mine yeah um but yeah it was a, it was kind of like like and again i think davina slightly won the lip sync over, I over think Davina didn't give enough eye contact for performed it better. And I feel like the Viv knows this is about eye contact. Yeah. And I feel like you can make a case for either of them, but I feel like the eye contact is critical. And it's the same problem with the main challenge. Like, Davina did better on whole performing everything, but she, she wasn't doing us. the most critical thing, which was making eye contact with the camera, which is what Viv did really well and everything else. She kind of like barely hit the mark. But that was enough to take it. Oh no! Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, similar to um, uh, Brooklyn Heights versus Evie, yeah. the finale lip sync. Like everyone in the audience apparently thought that Brooklyn Heights had won, but Evie knew that this was for the cameras, right? And so, like, no one in the audience knew what the fuck Evie was doing the whole time, but that didn't matter. Like, right. I also think it's for me. It I was agree. like Davina was one point better in the final episode, but Viv in balance was probably two or three points better for the season. And that's kind of like the. Bi- I think you could have crowned. I hear you. I, I think Davina won this episode and the Viv won the season. Yeah, you could have crowned yeah. either of them. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm in no way mad. This isn't like I'm trying to think if there's ever been a final that I've been really mad at, other than All Stars Four, where I'm like, that's just a horrible decision. Uh, you know, maybe All Stars Three too, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but but like, yeah, like I'm not like someone else should have won. I'm like, I I yeah, I'm I'm with you. I would have understood either decision, and I think they both bring particular strengths. Like I I do think the Viv. Is prob is certainly more natural personal presence, and I think that's something people forget too. Like especially back in the day when it's like, you are going on that absolute tour, or I will rip out your eye. Where it's like you literally have to be. You are you are less a champion than a spokesperson for the next twelve months. Yeah, and the Viv is definitely going to be better at that. I think, I, yeah. I agree with that. I I I think that the Viv won this episode minus her truly insane. Yeah. Uh, delusional speech. Just delusional speech. That is a speech for a different person. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they've won this episode. I really do. Okay. Uh, and, how... and, yeah, and, and this isn't like, the, yeah, I'm not like, I totally get that position. It's one of those like, I, I like both of them, yeah. but I'm actually indifferent about who won. Yeah. Me too. Which is Because part of it for me is like, I look at Davina and I see 
like a little a little a lot of myself and that makes me kind of like oh i want to protect you and yeah. your your awkward geekiness like, in a I, weird way i think if davina's fans though are like people where it's like i was the salutary what is it salutary what is it salutatorian salutatorian of my graduating class like i feel like davina like that's the crowd yeah, which is yeah. Also like with me and the crowd i'm friends with lisa and Simpson. i almost <laughs> think that that's like who i almost think that like this win is optimal for everyone. Agreed. Like, I yeah, feel yeah. Like Davina doesn't remains feel like an underdog. Well, well, even yeah. for Baga, like, they're all going to be fine. Yeah. That, like, Baga restored herself enough that I don't have to return the t-shirt. I just spent 45 US dollars to spend 25 <laughs> Oh British my god, pounds. that girl really got under your skin. <laughs> she was just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a great shirt. It, it, it is, is a, a good shirt. shirt, yeah. So oh, my like, god, oh my god, oh my god, I love this. <laughs> so, everyone came out of here. Actually, I'll say this, like, even Scaredy Cat with that little piece of acknowledgement of like, I kind of did this on a like I almost did this on a you lark. You fucking hated her. I, I'm not. You, I was oh not her fan. I was oh not God, her fan. I want to record this. I, you I, say, she, can you she, say that again? She, <laughs> we, we are literally recording this. You need a video. I do. Um, <laughs> so like she came out. Like everyone came out looking great. You know. Uh, Vinegar Strokes landed a complete look, even if it wasn't my favorite look of all time. But like no one walked away from this season, I think, top to bottom. Yeah. No one's Magnolia Crawford, no one's Kelly Mantle, no one's other queen who went home first and threw a tantrum. Fifi O'Hara. Fee, no one's Fifi O'Hara. Maybe that's something else I like about this season. Like There's I no like a, I like a good ensemble show. My favorite show, bar none, regardless of genre, will remain Star Trek The Next Generation until the day I die, because that was a show about a group of friends who solve problems because they're friends. Um so like <laughs> any show that can tap into like that positive communal energy is just gonna get right to me and even though it was a competition when they walked in the room like they all seemed genuinely happy to see each other yeah, yeah. and that i will all, i will feed off that energy more than anything yeah so yeah that's um, kind of where i landed on the season so any other final thoughts on that what was with that terrible flash animation after the sh- like of like the Viv's head bobbing on that like 1990s new ground CGI animated car. I don't Why know. was that even? But then let's get to the most important thing: the promo for the WoW series. Well, I was gonna say, I was <laughs> gonna say, I feel like this season was good, and it felt a little less overly produced. Yeah, though there were moments, obviously. There, there, were, moments. there were definitely moments, and I feel like um, I hope that some of the less produced spirit of this season influences the way they do not just future seasons of the UK Drag Race, but future seasons of Drag Race in general. Well, I, I and hope I that... would love it if the UK's next season, if they made a point to do a little more to cater to the strengths of drag yeah, of UK good. Drag Race. Yeah. Because I think that this was still super fun to watch. It would be fun to watch them do more the improv. kind of things that's well, more was it, was reality. It, right. yeah. was, it, was, it, was it All-Stars 2 or Jasmine? It was No, it was... Um... I think seven, where it was like there were like four acting challenges yep. in a row, and we're like, none they of were them. An acting cast, and none no. of them, were in, right? So you could you could give you could literally give this cast Shakespeare, yeah, and they'd rip it to pieces. No, no, I, and I <laughs> I feel like when I've gotten the impression the show has tried to cater to the strengths of the cast, I feel like they're like way off. Mm-hmm. But I still want them yeah. to bother. Like All Stars Four, I felt like had a bunch of acting challenges, and I would love it if they intentionally had a season where they're like, we're gonna pull queens from the canon who are phenomenal actresses or like comedic actresses yeah. 
Um, and they made a point to have a season where they did a lot of acting challenges with a cast who could do it. Yeah. Because I think that would be really strong and interesting and, and entertaining. And, and writers who could write it, please. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that too. And, and I'm all for them trying to do that, but like that's the type of producing I want. I don't want, like, yeah. we're going to pretend that somebody did way better than they did. Ugh. Yes. That's not good. No, and, it's not. And apparently for, for Thailand, because the, the, like they, there are structural bars to trying for a certain acting challenges, they do do a lot of, like, it's a lot of wear three different looks on the runway. And I saw a gif. One of the girls, like, literally set herself on fire. I'm very excited to watch this now that I've paid for the WoW Plus subscription. Yeah. So, like, they've done seasons that cater to the realities of the, of the talent base. So, like, you could have, like, a season that's just looks. You can have a seasons that's more heavily comedy. We've still been pushing for Drag Race Latinx. And I stand by it. Yes. Stand by mm-hmm. it, yeah. Give Alexis Mateo a hosting gig. Let them speak Spanish without having to apologize for it. I think it would be an amazing fucking season. I know that my Spanish would improve dramatically because I'd watch it. (laughs) Uh, So, all right. So then going on to what you were talking about, the WoW Presents series, the preview for uh, The Viv and Baga. What were your thoughts, ladies? So is that the official show? I, it has yeah, to be, has right? right? Unless you okay. got two series out it of it. Like, okay, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> well, that's what made the little animation so weird. It's like, you clearly did the little weird flash animation of the Viv's head in the car driving to Hollywood. That's why I'm pretty sure that's the show. Right, and yeah. then, like, why did you have that if your next promo was going to be the actual finished series? Just make it the finished series. But then also, let's step back and politely golf clap for some excellent strategic thinking on the Viv's part. Like, yeah, so the animation call. seemed to bother you, and I didn't it was give just, a fuck it at was all. So I didn't even remember it. It was it, so it, badly... To me, it drew... Like, it, okay, it was, it was so bad, badly but it done. Was, yeah, they obviously did in, like, two seconds, but it's, like, the transition piece. Like, it obviously really upset you, <laughs> but regardless, it was a transition yeah. moment yeah. to clarify this is Viv's new show. Yeah. Now, can we talk about the show? I'm very... I'm excited, and I'm bothered that I'm excited, because her Trump was so good... But it still also triggers me to see even a good comedic presentation of Donald Agreed. Trump. That I'm like... Because we're not in a comedy right now. Right, no, no, no. We're in fucking he, hell. He needs to be out of office. Yeah. And a, a Democrat. I'm not going to say which one I'm supporting. Uh, but really a judge. De- any, literally any. any I'm supporting yeah. the, the nominee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, any, I need to get yeah, in line. Any Democrat <laughs> in office. And then I can laugh at Trump. When there aren't children in cages, then I can laugh at Trump. But the Viv's performance is so good and i'm like i love like this is something i think an american queen would have trouble with of being like like, like we complimented sasha so i've been drinking yeah. sasha and shay for how well they paired because they balance each other so beautifully i think if the prize for an american drag race season were your own tv series i think either of them would have a little bit of a hiccup pulling the other one in to be like, be my partner for this because we work so well together. Maybe not the two of them because they seem really smart. Yeah, well, and they were the top two. They won that challenge and they won that challenge because they right. interacted so, with like, each it other. Just, it's, it's still interesting to see like, I'm literally going to pull in a competitor because I know the two of us work well together and it will be hilarious. And it will be hilarious. Yeah. Like, like I thought I was excited about um, Gillian Anderson being Margaret Thatcher in the next season of The Crown. I might be more excited about watching Baga do it. Like, it's just... Ew. Yeah, you didn't know that. I did not know that. Jillian fucking Anderson is going to be Margaret Thatcher in the next season of The Crown. Oh. I don't watch The Crown and I might start. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so what did you think of The Crown? Um, I don't know. Same. I, like... it, it 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 seems exciting. I like, but all everything that you say, like, I, I, I'm really struggling to make Trump funny. Right. Um, and, 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 like, I also, like, am, like, having this, like, debate with myself, like, is... 
joking about him helpful to Trump? Is it is it like furthering is it because furthering the narrative that this normal like this, this is normal this, behavior right, right, right and 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 acceptable right key and peel can do an obama joke while about obama's in office because the world's not on fire exactly and so, so i i don't know i'm I, I i get i get it i'm like i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna laugh at it but then i'm also gonna have like a five minute hugging my knees and shaking moment afterwards so, and this is not like this is not like critiquing them for like i don't know making that choice like it, no you know, no like, i'm not saying it's like immoral no. for them to do oh, it no. i'm just like i'm well, just like what's well, funny is i'm like, still trying to figure out how the fuck do we get him out of office? Right. How the fuck do we learn something from this? To how the fuck do we again? heal from this? Yeah. Well, like, um, it's fun. Like, I can laugh at Margaret Thatcher because Margaret Thatcher's dead, even though Mag- Margaret Thatcher did terrible things. Section 23. Yeah. Brit- mm-hmm. Like, like Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan together made the world materially worse in a way that Donald Trump is making the world materially worse to live in. Yeah. But I can laugh at Margaret Thatcher because I'm not experiencing it. Absolutely. So, my feeling is... I felt like as soon as I saw the preview, I was very impressed that Viv had those sensibilities to pull in Baga and to do that because they are good friends as much as their competitors, and they were obviously good friends before they even got there. Yeah, they have great comedic chemistry and understand each other as performers. And she knew if I'm going to do this, I need a comedy partner I could work with. Well, she made an excellent choice. As far as I'm concerned, despite her hiccup with her mother. Baga practically won this season yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deserved, and this is this does play to her strengths. I would agree with everything you guys are saying about the comedy normalizing it if they weren't so harsh in how much. So Baga is just like clearly from the black country. Right. I've said it before. You can just smell the charcoal coming off of her <laughs> with that thick fucking accent and those brown dark brown eyes. Oh, I just watched. She the is game. so from the black country, and she fucking hates Margaret Thatcher. For all the reasons you said about yeah. Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher, like having such oh, no, catastrophically the, negative yeah. impacts on the world, and I feel like both the Viv and Baga's comedy about Donald will Trump address that. Will yeah. address that aggressively in a yeah. way that's like we are satanic monsters, yeah. and I don't think it will actually normalize it. It will comedically catastrophize it in ways that I don't think are minimizing it, but are like who knows how to fucking like destroy the world and turn this into a hellscape. Who knows how to like set a country on fire better than anyone? And if the comedy was normalizing it and just about like saying China funny, I would totally agree. Yeah, no, I no, have faith like, in them to skewer the fuck out of him every moment. That I don't have the issue the two of you have, I, but I totally see why you feel no, that I, way. I'm, I, I, I'm not even sure I have this issue. I'm just I'm just raising this question. Right, well, like it's I'll, real, I'll say, it's I, real. I, yeah, I know. I when Baga wore the red contacts for Margaret Thatcher, so I'm good. like perfect because Margaret Thatcher's in hell. Like I'm like that's the, you're right. I'm like I just watched the Aberfan episode of yeah. The Crown, and anyone who doesn't know that A B E R F A N it was a mining disaster in Wales. It was horrific, horrific, super interesting shit. But I'm like wow, no wonder these people fucking hate her. Hate her. Margaret Thatcher wasn't in charge at the time, but it's this little, like coal country has a lot of beef with the British government. Just putting that out there. Um, well, a big part of her liberalizing the right. economy was doing everything to push against everything right, right. coal miners had, including like safety and security. Exactly, and exactly. <laughs> so I, you're right. I, I think I think it could end up like the producers, where it's like Mel Brooks making fun of Hitler is how we process the horror of World War II and the Holocaust. It's not a it's not a normalization of Nazis. It's like yeah. by casting. The, by doing the story the way we do, it lets us laugh at them because laughing at them diminishes them, and that's how you. And that's I honestly I'm... think the comedy is going to be like we're 
monster. Yeah. It's like we're and horrible people yeah. in a way that if you're doing it that way, it's not like haha affable this joke. Like I think it's like this. Right. The joke. Like I all, don't think all it's the, actually all of the humor about when when Bush the second was in charge was like he's oh dumb. he's really just an idiot. Yeah. But you can almost like a like he's a likable idiot. That's yeah. why he succeeded in politics. Yeah. Because he's he's charming without being threatening. Like with with Trump, it's like. Somewhere, somewhere, there is like a what was that? What was that? Group? Twinks for Trump, and I'm just like, I'm going to find you all and kill you. I know. Just... Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, so um, I really thought this was going to be a shorter episode because there's only three queens and a pretty straightforward thing to we talk really about. We had a lot to talk about. We had. We I got miss Buffy all... too. We haven't seen her in so long. <laughs> we got all in our feelings. We did. We absolutely did. <laughs> we did. Um, any close? Any other closing thoughts from you, ladies, or should we wrap this up? All I'll say is, um, when UK started, I think we were all feeling a little drag fatigue. That's of nothing else. This season has fixed that. I am I am googling which season is coming next and when does it start. Agreed. I mean, like the, I was on the finale for season eleven. Also, uh, we did the recap together yeah. for season eleven, and we were all just like, whoa. <sighs> Like, this was much more... Yeah. Fun. It was much, <laughs> more, fun. It was no. much more fun talking about this finale. I'm <laughs> only tired of the seasons when they're bad and overproduced. Exactly. I, I, like, I feel like all these gays keep saying, like, I might be a little dragged out. And I'm like, you can be dragged out all you want. Don't put that on me. Yeah. Well, and I'm saying that to you, Ursula. I'm pointing at you. <laughs> Don't say that to me. I, I, I've said for years I want four good seasons yeah. of Drag Race <laughs> and every just, year. Like, I want I want Michelle and Rue to re- remember whatever it is that made them happy the and yeah. what, what, what got them out of whatever they were in to be this good and this fun. Yeah. I want them to bring it back to the US. I agree. I agree. Alright, and with that, uh, I'm Condé Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. Thank you so much, Buffy, for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Alright, this has been Reading Drag Race. Bye! Bye. Gothy Kendall, Gothy Kendall. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it still works. <laughs> <laughs>